welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome back to another week of Becoming Unique. So today's episode is called What's the Tea? And in today's culture, today's Western culture, when someone says what's the tea, it's usually like what's the gossip? Like what's the tea? What's the tea? But today's episode is not about any type of gossip because we don't do that over here at Becoming Unique. (laughs) We do not do that. So we are talking about tea literally. Yep, literally. So those of you that may follow me on Instagram may have noticed on January 1st, the first day of the new year of 2022, I posted a reel saying I've been keeping a secret from you guys and I'm about to come out with become a unique tea. (laughs) I'm sure this post came from like left field, like become a unique tea. Like what's that all about? Well, we're going to get into that today. So before I actually release the becoming unique tea, I wanted to have a podcast about tea. Let's have the one-on-one session about tea. This podcast has been all about learning and so on. So I don't want to introduce a product, a brand, something of mine and not give you guys the, you know, the one-on-one, the background, the understanding behind tea. What is tea? The benefits of tea. What are infusions? What are infusions? So yeah, we're going to talk all about that today. We're going to get schooled on tea. And then I will let you guys know when the Become a Unique Tea will be released. So let's get this show started. My name is Unique. And today I will be your host as well as your guest. So today is a solo episode. Hey, y'all. So the first question of today is, what is tea? Well, tea is a drink that is produced from a plant called Camellia sinensis, also known as the tea plant. And for the rest of this episode, I am going to call this plant Camellia sinensis, 
the tea plant. So when I say the tea plant, you know I'm talking about Camellia sinensis. So basically all teas come from this plant. Black tea, green tea, white tea, oolong tea. And all of these teas are ca- caffeinated. So when you hear like, oh, a caffeinated tea or a decaffeinated tea, know that all teas are caffeinated. So, and they all come from this tea plant. Now, this tea plant can grow as big as a big old tree. But with tea farming and tea, you know, um, fields, they keep it low like a bush. But if that tea was able to go up in nature and say, let me just be my true self and grow as big as I can, it will definitely grow up to be a big old tree. But um, for production purposes, they keep it um, more like a bush in the fields. From this plant, there are basically six types of tea. There's white tea, there's oolong tea, there's black tea, there's dark tea, there's green tea, and there's yellow tea. And they definitely all come from the same plant. But what makes them different is, you know, the time of the year, the time of the year that they may pick it or the oxidation processing of it. So the steps that they do within processing and picking the leaves and so on, or which leaf they're picking will determine which tea is it is. So like if it's a black tea, that means it's had like a lot of oxidation, whereas a green tea it hasn't had as much much oxidation. So that's what kind of starts to break down the differences between the teas, even though it all comes from the same plant. Now, other beverages may be called teas, but in fact, they are really, I guess for the Western culture, say, we're going to say herbal teas. But in reality, they're called herbal infusions. But it's we've in um in this culture we have put tea underneath this humongous umbrella, where you know, it's you where we're calling everything a tea. Basically, everything you put in hot water, every leaf you put in hot water is a tea. But the actual, but if you want to get technical, the actual teas are the ones that come from the actual tea plant. So other beverages may be called teas, but they are actually herbal infusions, which come from other plants that are not the tea plant. So it can be roots, it can be barks, it can be seeds, it can be fruits, it can be herbs, it can be nuts, it can be flowers. So all things that you can infuse in water and drink the water are herbal infusions. Or when you go to the supermarket, you may see it says herbal tea, you know, because they're keeping everything underneath this big umbrella. But if you want to really start getting technical, you call it an herbal infusion. For today's episode, I will be having a focus around herbal infusions because with rolling out the Becoming Unique Tea, it will technically be herbal infusions. So, but I just wanted to break the difference down between a tea and an herbal infusion. And also, you know, when people be like, oh, does it have caffeine? Is it caffeinated tea? And so on like that. Or is it decaffeinated? Knowing the difference. 
every tea that comes from a tea plant, which I will repeat again, it's white, it's oolong, it's black, it's dark it's green and yellow teas. Those all are going to be caffeinated. But when we start working with herbs, peppermint, hibiscus, you know, all of these different herbs that are out here, those are not caffeinated. They So those would be, I guess, the decaffeinated, but they're, they're not caffeinated teas. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, is peppermint tea caffeinated? It's caffeine free. But let's move forward with getting into talking about infusions. Herbal teas are usually known for their medicinal properties. So someone may be like, oh, I need to drink a chamomile tea before I go to bed so I can relax. Or I need to drink a peppermint tea for my bellyache and so on. And there are so many medicinal properties and so many different herbs out there. Um, But there are, I wanted to talk about infusions for a little bit. So when making an infusion versus making a tea, when you make a tea, you steep for usually about three to five minutes and you go ahead and start sipping your tea. That is a tea. It's a flavored water. But if you want to really make a true infusion where you're getting the medicinal properties of that herb, you are going to go about making this tea or infusion a little bit different. So when you go ahead and pour your boiling water over your tea, you want to cover the tea up. So this was this is why using a teapot is important. So you would want to put the lid on the teapot. But if you're not using a teapot and you're using a cup and you're just pouring the tea over the tea bag or the the herbs inside of a cup, cover it up with a plate or a saucer or something like that so it can hold the medicinal properties of the oils that's coming out of the tea once you pour the hot water on it. So you know when you pour the hot water and then you start to smell the aroma of the tea, that's the medicinal property. So we want to keep that closed then. So It's good to use a teapot when you're making your tea because it's automatically going to keep it closed and because your teapot's going to have a top to it. But like I said, in this culture, we're like, go, 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 go. And a lot of times we're just boiling hot water on the side and pouring it into a mug or a cup. If you want to start to create the medicinal properties, definitely while you're steeping that tea, cover it up. And you're going to steep the tea for a little bit longer or steep the herbs for a little bit longer. To get the medicinal properties, you want to steep the herbs for more like 10 to 15 minutes to start to get the medicinal properties opposed to steeping for five minutes that we usually do when we're drinking our regular tea um, on a morning, daily, regular basis. And that's fine. There is also a deeper level of infusions that I'm really not going to get into today because that's stepping into more of an 
herbalism conversation and I just kind of want to really keep it like with the basics of like the one-on-one on teas but if you decide to start looking and researching a little bit more you may start to see that there are overnight infusions where you're taking the herbs and you're like soaking them overnight like I said that's kind of like going really more into herbalism and I I don't want to go in that direction today so I just wanted to talk about the difference between steeping the tea for a shorter period of time where you you know you get the beautiful flavoring of the tea but if you want to start to slowly pull out some of those medicinal properties steep the tea for a little bit longer make sure you cover the tea up so when it's steeping the the um, medicinal properties are not going into the air and all of this beautiful um, medicinal properties are now just sitting in our airways instead of like being trapped in our um, our hot water and so on. To sum up the steeping conversation, take in the information that I just shared with you and find your recipe that works for you personally. Because with steeping at different times, it starts to give different taste to the tea. So you may steep for a longer period of time and then you're like, oh my goodness, I can't stand the way this tea tastes now. You know, it's so bitter and the flavor is just different. Or you may say, I like to only steep it for three to five minutes because I like my tea to taste this way for this reason. So start to find out what works for you. Take the information that I shared, but find the balance between that information and what works for you because Teas do change taste with the amount of time that you do steep it. And every every tea is different as well, too. Well, when and when I say tea, I'm referencing to the herbs. Every herb is different. So, you know, some herbs may do well with steeping for a long period of time and the taste may not change. And then some, it's like, oh, my goodness, this tea is completely bitter now. I don't even want to drink it. So... Find that balance, play with it, and and also don't rule things out after one try. You may need to kind of work with something to find, you know, your particular recipe. You may say, oh, I don't like that herb, but yet you only tried it one time. So give it a moment, like, you know, play with it. Maybe you need to add honey to it and so on. But we'll get into that type of stuff a little bit later. But let's keep the let's keep this tea conversation going. So let's segue into a little story time that will lead into my next topic on tea. So I personally, I'm a tea drinker. I enjoy a cup of tea in the morning. (laughs) I love to warm my body up. That's usually the first um, thing I'm putting in my body. You know, when I wake up, I make a cup of tea. So now that I've been walking into this becoming unique um, person over the past couple of years, I've been deciding to invest more in myself. So um, throughout throughout the years, I give my kids like advent calendars, you know, they get to like have an advent calendar and then they open up a gift, you know, they open every day up and get their little, you know, their trinket or gift for the day. So last year... I decided, like, I want to get me an advent calendar. I want to have the enjoyment that I've been giving my kids for years. So I saw that a popular tea company was having, you know, had an advent calendar. And 
I ordered it for myself and I was so excited. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have this advent calendar and every day I'm going to open up a surprise tea of the day. And it was just so exciting to me. So the first couple of days I was opening the tea, enjoying the teas, but then something said, let me, let me flip the back of the tea around because it would come in these little packets and this, we have on the outside the name of the tea, you know, and they had all these like amazing flavored blends. I, I'm just making this up. I don't remember the names anymore. Your s'mores chocolate tea or something to that extent. So maybe one day it had like a title like s'mores chocolate tea. I'm like, hmm, s'mores chocolate tea. That doesn't make sense. Um, so I flip over the back of the tea um, bag and I see that the tea had natural flavoring inside of it. And so then I start to look at the other tea bags and I'm like, wait a minute, natural flavors, natural flavors, natural flavors. And, you know, and it may have had, it may have, it also had like the contents of the tea. So if it was a peach flavor, a peach, it may say, um, you know, peaches and then peach flavor and so on like that. Some of the teas, I do have to admit, some of the teas did not have natural flavor. So maybe if it was a peppermint tea, it said peppermint peppermint or peppermint leaves. But a majority of the teas had natural flavors. And that instantly turned me off. I was like, oh, natural flavors, you know, mm, I don't know about that, you know. And I now became unenthusiastic about my teas. And I literally stopped drinking the teas. I went back to just go going back to drinking my regulars um, because I was just so turned off about natural flavorings. And you're, and we're, that's what I'm segueing, segueing into now. We're going to have a conversation about natural flavorings in tea because, you know, most of us are shopping commercial teas. We're going into the supermarket and we're buying teas from the supermarket and we see the outside of it, ginger, apple, cider tea. I'm, I, I, I'm over here just making up teas that don't even exist. But you may be looking on the outside of the box and the box is just really selling you on what type of tea it is. And you're like, oh yes, it's a ginger tea. I really heard this is good for X, Y, and Z and I must have this tea. And then we're not flipping over the back where it's a super, 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 super tiny print telling us a different description than what's on the front of the box. So let's segue into talking about natural flavorings now. Okay, so let's start with the definition of natural flavors. What is natural flavor? Well, natural flavor is any flavoring chemical that is derived from a plant or animal product. So the difference between a natural flavor and an artificial flavor is that the natural flavor, when they start the process, they're starting the process with an animal or a plant to get the flavoring opposed to an artificial flavor that is just straight in the lab made of all these different chemicals to get the flavoring that they're looking for. Now, with natural flavoring, we're going to use strawberries, for example. If a company wants to get the, um, the taste of strawberry, so you go and buy strawberry cereal, strawberry yogurt, strawberry oatmeal, strawberry tea, <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, a lot of times 
they're not actually using strawberries to get the flavoring. They are using either an artificial flavoring technique or they are using natural flavoring. So you'll look on the back of the um, the, the, the box, the container, wherever you're looking at, and you're going to see natural flavoring. And w- and when they're getting the natural flavoring, they're not ne- they're not using strawberries. They're using plants or animal products that they mix in the lab to get the same flavoring. And when they're doing this process, it's taking dozens to hundreds of different chemicals derived from plants and animals to try to get this, you know, this creation. Not to try to get this creation. So there is a job called a flavorist. It's a scientist that works on, you know, making the flavor that we come to know. And the crazy thing about natural flavor and artificial flavoring, it honestly hijacks our taste buds. It really does. It really makes us think, you know, um, when we eat like, a, let's say an artificial or natural flavoring of a strawberry. And let's say it's a stra- I'm going to go and make an exaggeration, a strawberry candy. When you're eating a strawberry candy, it doesn't taste like an actual strawberry. But yet we automatically know that taste as well too. Do you get what I'm saying? But, you know, when you're eating the candy, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I need another one. I need another one. This is so, so good. Um, But a strawberry has a different taste. It really does. The the real strawberry. So companies want to get you to have that, like, burst of flavor in your mouth so you can keep coming back and wanting more and, and so on. Now, just going back to the natural flavoring. So when they're originally starting the process of creating this natural flavor, you know, instead of using the actual strawberries, they're using components from all of these different plants and also animals. So now the flavorist scientist has created this flavor through using dozens to hundreds of plants and animal components to get this flavor. They go in the lab, they create they create it, and now the formula is done. And now they take that formula and take it to another level, and now they can now make it um, through chemicals. So this formula was originally derived from the actual plants and animals, but in the and, you know, there's chemicals being involved. And, you know, we are not going to know 100% the full process. But just know, like, if you're looking for strawberries, let's get strawberries. Let's not get an item that, and also under the the FDA, they do not have to list the dozens to hundreds of components that they're using to create this flavor, they can use it under the umbrella of natural flavoring. Natural flavoring is very popular. And too, I, you know, I didn't know about natural flavoring a couple of years ago, but now it's like I'm looking and it's like everything has natural flavoring and it doesn't pop out at you. It doesn't pop out at you. So if you're looking on the box, back of a box of a tea, 
So I actually have a container to a um <laughs> to a tea box and you know I'm not going to name any tea companies and this tea company it it looks really fancy because in the tea bags you see the actual um full leaf tea opposed to a, a lot of teas on the market you don't usually see you know full loose leaf tea you usually see grounded tea we, we haven't gotten into that yet, but I'll get into that a little bit later. So it's like, wow, I'm getting the natural herbs. I see that these teas are, um, that they're full loose leaf. And then you turn it around and look at the ingredients, which are super small. Like I can hardly see this. I had to like put my phone on like the, the magnifying glass to like really make sure I was seeing the ingredients. But the ingredients are hibiscus, elderberries, black currants, natural flavors, cranberries, and um, blueberries. So did you see how they snuck in natural flavors right in the middle of like the ingredients? So a lot of times, you you know, and then you just see natural and you're reading it so quickly. You're like, oh my God, it has hibiscus, it has elderberry. And then you don't, you skip right over natural flavors. It's just like, but it's right there. And I didn't realize how consistent this is. And like I said, not every, just like when I have my, um, my advent calendar, not every, not every, um, tea was like had natural flavors mixed in. Some of them were the true actual tea, you know, I'm just sharing this information so you can, so we can all be aware of exactly what's happening because let's say you get a ginger tea looking for some medicinal effects of the ginger tea and not knowing that this ginger tea that you just purchased is naturally flavored, how are you able to get the medicinal effects from that ginger tea when it doesn't derive from the actual ginger? It's derived from other plants or animal products that created the flavor of the ginger. So this is a lot of stuff to like really be mindful about. Um, so yeah, like I, I mean, I hope you guys really understand like, you know, how natural flavoring works and, you know, and, and what's the story behind natural flavoring. But, you know, like I said, if you're looking for, you know, a commercial tea that has natural flavors to give you medicinal benefits, just be, you know, just have your antennas up. I'm not saying it doesn't give you medicinal benefits. I'm questioning how could it give me medicinal benefits because... If it doesn't come from the actual herb that I'm looking for, where is the medicinal benefits? So, you know, these are things to like, you know, question. And in the downfall of that, with all of these natural flavoring and artificial flavoring, they're really hijacking our taste buds to make us think something is supposed to taste like a strawberry now, now or later. And then when we eat an actual strawberry, we're like, oh, this strawberry is not even sweet because I eat strawberry now or later all the time. And that's what strawberries are supposed to taste like. <laughs> so, you know, it's, so it's just, just a lot to have in conversation and it's, you know, to ponder on food for thought. But I just, you know, wanted to bring awareness to this as well. 
I just wanted to bring awareness behind this so we can know when we're making decisions. You know, I'm not telling anyone don't buy commercial tea and don't buy this and don't buy that. But I'm just bringing awareness so we have the information to make these decisions, the decision that's right for us. You know, commercials are selling us saying, oh, you must have this. You must have this. You know, it's going to make you feel good. And they show you happy people and just gives you these visual images that, oh, I'm supposed to have this. But a lot of information is being left out. So I'm just sharing this information as I'm starting to learn this information. And, you know, and it's been and it's fine. Like we've been living our whole lives drinking or eating the natural flavor, natural flavorings, and we're fine. So I'm not telling you not to do it, but I'm just bringing awareness behind it. So yeah, so we're going to move on and move away from natural flavorings. And let's get on to the next topic around teas. Loose leaf tea. So loose leaf tea is the herb, the root, the flower, dried out into a loose leaf so when you're actually looking at like the loose leaf tea you can see oh wow this used to be a hibiscus flower because you're looking at the um you're looking at the dried up you know red flower or you're looking at ginger and you're seeing the roots so that's what loose leaf tea is you can actually see the 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 form of the with the tea the where it comes from um, a lot of times when you buy bag tea, not all bag teas, but some bag teas, you know, if you look close, cause a lot of times the bags are like, they're white, but they're not see-through. So you're just putting the tea bag in your hot water and you're not thinking like, is there loose leaf tea in here? But a lot of times with the commercial teas that you buy out of, out of the supermarket, the teas are grounded up. So it's a ground. And um, they do it for many purposes. Um, but, you know, when it's grounded up now, a lot of the medicinal or the benefits that you may have been looking for in the tea, it takes it down a few more notches. You know, when you're getting the loose leaf um, tea, the herbs, the flowers, you know, you are able to capture a lot of the medicinal properties. But once it's been processed another step more by grinding it down you start losing some of the medicinal properties so I just wanted to you know bring awareness behind that you know because sometimes you know we put a lot of things under the umbrella like oh this is tea I got the ginger tea and we're not you know thinking when you're buying the ginger tea out the supermarket like why is it grounded up like this you know where's the ginger at and so on you know and then so I just wanted to bring that awareness to that. Now, with making tea, you can make tea with loose leaves. Like, you can buy tea that is just loose leaves, and you get um, a tea infuser, and you put the tea in it, you know, in the infuser, or you put the tea in the teapot, and you make your tea straight from the loose leaves. And then you can also buy the loose leaves in the tea bag. So you can um, 
have the, the loose sleeves that's already in the tea bag and you know and that's quick and to go and you know it's it, it you just put it in the hot water and you don't have to worry about like oh where's my infuse I need to load it up and, and and you know sometimes it's you know the extra steps is just too much and and sometimes like deters us from um wanting to make our cup of tea so, so my daughter is also a big time tea drinker and she does a lot of loose leaf tea so you know she has her infusers and stuff but sometimes she's like you know what I'm just going to take a bag tea I don't feel like doing the whole infusing thing you know even though it's just one more step sometimes it's just one step too much so you know you may want to also be mindful when you do get loose leaf tea you you if you know that you know that one extra step is just too many steps you can say you know what let me get my loose leaf tea that's already bagged so that is the topic on um loose leaf tea and let's keep it moving okay now let's get into the benefits of drinking herbal teas or herbal infusions so i have to first start off by saying every herb has a different benefit so we can't put drinking herbal tea under one umbrella as these are all the these are all the benefits that herbal tea has to offer but we can start to break down different herbs and list the benefits that that herb has to offer you so when you are out shopping for herbal teas you can now know what herb you want to um work with so if you are now saying, oh, I want to, you know, work with an herbal tea to lower my blood pressure, then you look for the herbs that's going to work with lowering your blood pressure. You don't just say, I'm drinking herbal tea, for instance, saying, oh, I want to lower my blood pressure and I have peppermint tea. So now let me drink peppermint tea because peppermint tea is an herbal tea. You know, it doesn't kind of work like that. So now that we got that cleared up, each herb offers different benefits. Now I would like to kind of segue into the reality of the benefits of drinking herbal tea. So I just want to put a reminder out there that we can't think that we're going to drink one cup of tea and all all of the benefits are going to like truly kick in. Just as if someone is on a weight loss journey, they're not going to have one salad and then all of a sudden the benefits of that one salad has kicked in. You know, they have to completely, you know, switch up a lifestyle. You know, they have to go to the gym. They have to eat that salad more than once a week, you know, and so on. So let's not think that drinking one cup of tea once a week or once in the blue moon is going to activate and kick in all of the benefits that that herbal tea has to offer. And that's with anything in life. You know, we can't just show up once or twice for something and think the benefits of showing up for that is going to kick in. You know, you know, we can't show up, you know, if if, if we're going to, you know, even like educating ourselves, we can't, you know, just show up for one day of a course and think we benefited the whole information the course had to give us you know we have to be in for the long haul you know to benefit what something has to offer and that's going to be the same with you know the herbal teas they 
do have the potential to give us so many great benefits, but the benefits are not going to kick in after one or two cups of tea, you know? So as I said earlier on in this podcast, you know, a lot of the teas that I'm going to be offering with Becoming Unique Teas will be more of an herbal infusion. And I am going to slowly roll out my teas. So I'm not going to like put this, you know, a whole list of like 15 different teas on my website at one time. I'm actually going to roll out one tea once to once or every two weeks. I'm going to slowly roll it out because as I roll out my teas, I really want to talk about the teas, love the teas, educate about the teas, and so on. So, um, so yeah, and that's why I'm starting off with this podcast, you know, because I really wanted to put some education and some understanding behind the teas, you know, so you can understand, like, is this the right tea for me? You know, sometimes, you know, we go and walk and we're buying things with blinders on, you know, the packaging may be cool or it just may be cool for whatever reasons, but we don't really know, you know, the history behind something, the understanding behind something. So I want to roll the teas out very, very slowly. So, yeah. So actually today when I talk about benefits, I'm only going to talk about benefits of two different um two different herbs or or flowers. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the benefits of hibiscus teas um, or the hibiscus um, flower. And I want to talk about hibiscus because one of the first teas that I am going to be offering will have hibiscus in it. And, you know, I'm going to be offering um, a lot of tea blends and tea blends are a mix of different herbs. So I want to talk about hibiscus to start off with. And I also want to talk about peppermint because peppermint just seems like it's a really popular um, herbal tea. Like I feel like if anyone ever says they drink a herbal tea, it will be a peppermint tea. So I just also wanted to discuss the benefits of um, peppermint tea. And then I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to like start like overwhelming and discussing benefits of like 15 different herbs. I just wanted to start off like that. Okay, so let's list some of the amazing benefits of hibiscus tea. Hibiscus tea is packed with antioxidants, which fights against free radicals. It may help lower blood pressure. It may help with blood fat um, levels. It may help boost liver health. It could promote weight loss. And it contains compounds that may help prevent cancer. And then it could help with fighting against bacteria. And do you realize I said it could or it may, you know, I'm not just trying to say it's going to, you know, help with your weight loss. It's going to cure your high blood pressure. Okay, because at Becoming Unique, I always talk about like, you know, there is no magic blue pill. What what, what may work for me may not work for you. So in some people, it may show that their blood pressure is lowered by drinking hibiscus tea. But in you, it may be a different story. So I don't want to, you know, start saying this is what it's going to do. And again, transferring this to life, you know, with life, it's it's like this as well. 
as well. There's no guarantee, but you, but it's up to us to start to figure out what works for us. What is our um what is our special magic blue pill that we create for ourselves? You know, because we each have our own formula. You know. So that's why I was making an emphasis or it may or it could, you know. So it, it's just great to know, you know, some of the amazing benefits that this particular tea could offer. Now, the hibiscus tea is it, when you, you know, when you use this tea, it's going to be red. It's going to be a beautiful red tea. And the tea has like a maybe a tart to tangy taste. And I like a tart, tangy taste, but some people may not like a tart, tangy taste. But it also has an excellent taste when you add honey to it as well. The honey just really kind of picks up on the flavors as well. Or sometimes I also use a brown sugar as well too, a natural brown sugar. And that helps pick up on the um, flavoring as well too. But again, you figure out what is your formula. What sweeteners do you like to use, and so on? You know to ha- you know help with the taste of it. I don't mind the tart and tangy taste. Like if you like cranberries and, and you know like natural cranberries, not like the sugar filled cranberry juice in the store. You know you may enjoy the taste of it being a little more tart. It's maybe not as tart as cranberries, but. You know, I just wanted to let you know that as well, too. Like I discussed earlier on in the um this episode, you got to kind of figure out where is your match with this? What works for you? And now, sometimes when you... And now I also discuss natural flavoring. And, you know, sometimes the natural flavoring is hijacking our taste buds. And it's also hijacking our smell as well, too. So when we go into the supermarket and we're buying commercial teas, sometimes it has a very sweet, 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 sweet taste. Um, sweet, sweet, sweet smell. You know, you get this raspberry tea and it's smelling just so like extra sweet, like candy. But if you pick up some raspberries, the raspberries like in real life, I don't, I don't recall really smelling raspberries that smelling like sweet raspberry candy. So it's the same with the tea. The teas are going to give more of an herbal smell to them. They're not going to have like this sweet candy-like smell. So, you know, my teas at least <laughs> because they are the natural herbal teas. You know, there's no added fillers to it. There's no preservatives. There's no natural fla- flavoring or anything added to it. So the teas are going to have an herbal smell to it. And so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of like put that all on the table because, you know, if you've never had a natural herbal tea before, you may not sometimes not know what to exactly expect because we've, you know, for our whole lives, we may have been having one version of it and now we're about to experience a different version of it. So, yeah. So let's move over to the benefits of peppermint tea now. Some of the benefits of drinking peppermint tea is that it may ease digest upsets. It may help relieve tension, headaches, and migraines. It may freshen your breath. It may improve energy. It may relieve clogged sinuses. 
and may help relieve menstrual cramps. It may fight bacterial infections and it may improve your sleep. Again, it may do these things. <laughs> so again, try a peppermint tea out analyze take a journal of how you feel afterwards is it relieving what you you're looking for it to relieve you know just you know we have to um take notes with our own selves and instead of being told what something is going to do because like I said I can have one reaction to peppermint tea and you can have a different reaction and this kind of like I'm just segueing off into like allergies like I'm allergic to shellfish so you can eat shellfish and say, oh my God, this is my favorite food in the world. You must have it. No, you know, I can't understand anyone that doesn't like shellfish because this is the best thing. You know, there's plenty of people I see all over Instagram cracking up crab legs and all this type of stuff, enjoying these seafood platters. But if I have it, it's, it's potentially harmful for me. I cannot have shellfish. So, um, again, we need to be, um, our own advocate. We need to um, interpretate what's good for us by knowing ourselves, by taking a journal of ourselves and paying attention to ourselves and so on. So whew, this has been, this episode has really been chock full. We really went through a lot of information here, a lot of information. And I feel like we're just like, you know, scratching the surface. But I have one more story before I really, um, I close out this episode. Um, it, for those that follow me on Instagram, they may have remember maybe about seven, eight months ago, I had an Instagram live about yerba mate and yerba mate is also I guess another form of a tea as well too that we did not even discuss it's definitely a caffeinated tea but there is um a drink called yerba mate and this was my first time hearing about yerba mate last year I didn't know about this before so I was intrigued by it and the woman that I purchased the um the yerba mate, you know, gourd and the herbs from, I asked her to come onto my Instagram live so we can go ahead and talk you know, talk about yerba mate and tell everybody about this amazing drink and so on. So when I drank the yerba mate, it was definitely a strong herbal taste. It did not give me the 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 tea that we may get in the packets in the in the supermarket it gave a very strong taste and um and as we were talking on the Instagram live you know she said oh you know they sell yerba mate in stores i was like oh they sell yerba not mate in stores i never knew this so now that she made me aware that they sold it in stores, I wasn't even looking for yerba mate. But, but now that I was aware that yerba mate exists, the next time I go into Whole Foods, I see in the, you know, the drink cold section, they have yerba mate. I was like, oh, wow, the yerba mate is here. And so I bought the yerba mate. And, and also this is another part of the, um, not saying brainwashing. Sometimes when you buy things from Whole Foods, you give them a lot of credit. You say, well, it's in Whole Foods, so I know it must be a great brand and it must have great ingredients in it and it should be whole. It should be Whole Foods. So um, I definitely a lot of times give um, Whole Foods that credit, you know, and, and that's also another dangerous thing. We can't just give companies so much credit and not do our own research. But anyway, I go, I get the Yerba Mate and I go drink it. It tastes 
absolutely nothing like the your like the actual herbal yerba mate that I had. And I'm so happy that I had the original yerba mate first before drinking <laughs> that drink that I drink. That drink tastes like it was it, it, it I don't know. It 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 tastes nothing. Nothing like what I experienced from the organic original yerba mate. And then I remember flipping over and looking at the ingredients and again um, I don't have a yerba mate can or drink in front of me to really like get into the ingredients. But I remember, again, saying, oh, wow, it has some natural flavoring in it and it has sugars and it has this and it has that. So this, again, you know, just being mindful about uh, about um, what's going on out there and making a decision on what route you want to go. So. Sometimes, like I say, like in the supermarket, we may be used to one type of herbal tea and then now you get to experience a different type of herbal tea and you can't really compare them. Just like I could not compare those two yerba mates. There was no comparison. There was, they were completely different. So have I yapped my mouth off uh, uh, <laughs> enough on this um episode? But Oh yeah, I did say that I'm going to let you know when I'm going to release the um Become a Unique Tea. I am going to do a soft launch on January 21st, 2022. So keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for the website. Keep an eye out for my Instagram because that's where I'm super active. And I really didn't get too much into my teas, but... I, uh, my teas are called Becoming Unique Teas and I'm going to keep it with Becoming Unique Teas opposed to Becoming Unique Infusions because like I said, you know, in this in, in culture that we're living in and underneath this umbrella, I think teas, the word tea is just more understandable opposed to putting infusions and it's like, and maybe like infusions, what is that, you know? So I, I'm definitely going to stick with the, um, the tea concept and I, and and I say tea all the time, like, you know, I've been drinking herbal teas and so on for years. And I, you know, and I say teas, I don't say herbal infusions. Um, So that's number one. And then also with my teas, um, a lot of the names that I'm going to give them are going to be affirmations. So the first tea that I am going to be releasing, releasing is going to be called I am love. I am love. So it's going to put a vibration, an affirmational vibration on that tea. And, you know, I, I want when people drink this tea and they're looking at the packaging and they're drinking the cup of tea, they're repeating the affirmation, I am love, I am love, I am love. You know, I, I you know, there's so much that I'm learning in this Becoming Unique journey. I really did not know about affirmations until I got on this Becoming Unique journey. I really, you know, even though you knew they existed, it really didn't resonate with me. But now I'm learning that there's so much that we live on energy. Like this world is energy. We are energy. Energy is everywhere. And there is so much vibrational energy in the words. So on the packaging, the packaging of that tea is going to be I am love. When you look at that tea, you're going to be remembering that I am love. When you're drinking that tea, which tea am I drinking? Oh, I'm drinking the I am love tea. So this is more than, 
oh, I'm offering you some herbal teas. This is more of a becoming unique experience. You know, putting intention on that tea, saying I love you, saying that I am love. And this, you know, like I said before, I'm not trying to get into herbalism with this. And, you know, and you don't need to buy my teas looking to like get into something with herbalism like my herbal teas are here to give you a beautiful flavoring in your mouth. You know, I don't necessarily look to say, oh, I need to buy these teas because I'm looking for some medicinal purposes. First of all, when you start, if you're really looking to heal yourself in a medicinal type of way, first of all, consult with your doctors, find a professional herbalist, you know, so they can figure out your body type, what you really need for yourself and so on. But, I'm not sure if I said this. I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't think I said this on the podcast as of yet. Over the past year, with my transformation of like lifestyle and the way I'm eating and the way I'm moving and so on, I lost 25 pounds unintentionally. I was not on this journey to lose weight over the past year. Maybe when I first started my journey. Three, four years ago, I wanted to shed some pounds and I, and, and, and I wanted to shed them so bad that I couldn't shed them. But once I released that and accepted myself as I am and I just reshifted things and forgot about the weight, the weight left. But I can say with being on this journey of changing the way I'm eating and changing the way I'm moving and I used to drink Snapple if anyone knows what Snapples are, they are a flavor. They don't know what they are. They are a flavored iced tea. And that one actually says on the front of it, flavored iced tea. It says flavored iced tea. So we know there's no actual tea <laughs> in there. But I used to drink those every single day. And I think that contributed to me keeping a little pudgy pudgy in my stomach stomach, you know, drinking all that sugar and processing this all the time. But you know, I was able to stop drinking that. I'm not going to say I never drink it at all because sometimes I do drink a Snapple to this day. But I was able to slowly give up my everyday habit of drinking that Snapple because I was incorporating more teas in my life, you know, and I was drinking more water and so on. So these you can also look at these teas to help to be a natural replacement for maybe the processed drink that we're drinking you know, that, you know, is in our refrigerator. So this is other ways to look at the drink. Like I said, you know, if you're looking at these teas for strictly medicinal purposes, I definitely say, please consult with your doctor. Please go find an herbalist and so on. But I'm just letting you know that these teas are vibrating on an affirmational, you know, well-living, you know, um, level so it's like I said, a great replacement to drinking the processed sugary drinks that we may be used to drinking. And, you know, even though it may say organic and have all these great keywords on the front of it, you know, if it's, you know, sometimes when they they um, they have a lot of like um, preservatives in them because they, they don't expire. They have a shelf life and, and, and so on where you're drinking the tea. You drink that tea that day. You're not um, storing the tea for six months in your refrigerator. The tea would be rancid if you did that. So, yeah, I've jabbed my mouth enough. 
Thank you guys so much for showing up for Becoming Unique. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram because that's where I'm going to be making all the announcements and the talk and the and the information about the teas. But you can also check out my website um, on the 21st and I will have all the details in the show notes. Oh, and I didn't talk about my Patreon, but yes, this week on Patreon for the $2 membership, you guys are going to be getting videos on, you know, making tea. So make sure you guys check it out and so on. Okay. Bye.